Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It's going to be another shortened week for the kids in the Catholic elementary and secondary system. Certainly uh, Thursday, you're going to see a province-wide one-day strike. Uh, the English Catholic Teachers Association, who also represent on the French language schools, are planning such strike. And uh, so it goes. The impasse is no sooner to being resolved, I guess, than it was when we've been talking about it over the last, well, several months now. Liz Stewart is on the line, the president of the Ontario English Catholic Teachers Association, to uh, tell us exactly why this has not yet been settled. Ms. Stewart, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Hi there. Hi, how are you today? Very good. Just out of curiosity, I mean, this one-day strike that you've got planned along with the French uh, Association, or the, I guess the teachers as well, in the system, are all four major unions sort of acting in concert here? I think we're all in the same position in that I, I think we've all, you know, gone to different bargaining tables with, uh, you know, good faith intentions of trying to get deals, and, and none of us, unfortunately, have been successful in that um, because I think we've all met the same stumbling blocks, which are the cuts that this government's put into place. You know, it's funny because that word cuts, uh, I know it's widely used, but uh, the government disputes that rather vociferously in saying they've actually put more money into education. So how do you perceive them as cuts? Well, I mean, I I think, for example, if you look at the per-people funding amount, that has actually been reduced. Um, And what the government points to is they say, well, if you look at the line on the budget um, for education, it's increased. But we have to remember that that's increased because there are other things that have now been placed into that line. Um, for example, the, um, the, the child tax uh, credit, um, the child care tax credit that was placed into that line, which has artificially inflated the education funding line to make it look like there's more money going into classrooms, when in fact there is not. You know, we talked about this last week, and you've got to help me out here now. Uh, I can't recall exactly who conducted the study, but they broke it out to about $300,000 per 25 students on the ratio. That's more than 12000 per student. Uh, is more money than that needed to run a competent education system in the province? I think what we see within classrooms is so many diverse needs of our, of our population um, and trying to meet those needs for each of our students. So, you know, there are costs associated with our publicly funded education system that, you know, are are to meet the needs of our students. I mean, we have a world-class system. Are there places where we can improve? Absolutely, and no one's ever said that we couldn't, right? We've always said we should always strive to, to improve. But it's really difficult to do that when we're losing precious resources within classrooms. And, and quite frankly, if you look at a number of studies that you know, came through, certainly you know, through surveys that we have done, um, the increase of you know, violence in classrooms, for example, because we, get, we don't have or didn't have the resources then to deal with many of the needs that are coming into our classrooms every day. So the argument goes, though, if more resources were dedicated to the classroom, uh let's say, at the expense of meeting the wage and benefit asks or demands 
of the unions. Uh, would you be satisfied with that as a quid pro quo? I think what we have said um, since day one is, you know, we believe that, that those questions belong at bargaining tables. We've certainly never said that it's a stumbling block for us. It is more important to us that we make sure um, we can provide services for the students we serve. Um, obviously, my members deserve fair compensation, um, but we're happy to have those conversations at, a t- at the table, more than happy to have those conversations at a bargaining table, rather than, as this government chose to do it, through legislation. So, okay, but you're not adamant on the 2% and then uh, whatever the benefits package. I know an early ask had been about a 7% increase where the government was offering four. You're saying there's some flexibility or potential movement there. Well, I'm saying, A, I'm saying the government makes numbers up. um, Are are they wrong about those numbers? Well, what I'm going to tell you is we have continually said, certainly for um, salary, is let's have the conversation at the table. In terms of benefits, all we've ever said is, you know, we, we have requested adequate funding to maintain the benefits that, current, that teachers currently have. That, that's been our ask from day one. Um, and in terms, as I say, of salary, the, the ask from day one has been, let's have that conversation at a table. We, you know, as an association, um, we have never bargained in the media. Um, I, I know the minister likes to, to do so. We do not because we believe it's far more fruitful to have conversations at bargaining tables so that we can move things ahead. But, you know, our number one priority has not changed. Our number one priority since day one has been let's get these cuts away from the table, and I'm pretty sure if that happened, we could have a deal very quickly. Again with Liz Stewart. She's a president of the Ontario English Catholic Teachers Association calling for a strike province-wide on Thursday in the elementary and secondary grades, and that includes for uh, the French schools as well. Could conceivably uh, this work impasse continue past March break, Liz? Well, I, I mean, I am an eternal optimist, so I certainly hope not. I mean, we, we certainly have, have said from day one we stand ready to go to a bargaining table. We stand ready to, to problem-solve our way through this. We have managed to do that, in fact, on a whole range of issues um, with our trustees' association, um, but find ourselves at the stumbling block when it comes to dealing with the Crown. Um, and we're hopeful that they will, you know, perhaps come back to the table with a renewed commitment so that we can we can try and move this ahead. Because, you know, there's one thing the Premier says that I, I will agree with him on, and that is he says, you know, teachers want to be in classrooms. And he's absolutely right. They do. My members want to be in those classrooms. They want to be serving the kids. Um, they, they deal with every day. The stumbling block for them is it's not about today and it's not about next week. It's about the long-term effects if we don't step up and say, no, we can't let these cuts go. Have you uh, noticed a shift in public sentiment on this at all? Uh, It seems to me like the longer it drags on, uh, there have been, again, uh, shifts in sentiment as far as I perceive it. How about you? Um, we, We haven't noticed. No, no, actually, we haven't, um, and we've certainly noticed um, many of our parents are, are very supportive, um, and we hear from them uh, quite regularly, and I know uh, the Premier does as well, um, because they understand why we're doing what we're doing. Now, having said that, we fully understand whenever we withdraw service, 
it, it has an impact not only on my members, it has an impact on the students and it has an impact on the families they serve, which is why you know, we have tried to be as um, careful as possible about how often we have done this. Um, this will be our fourth day uh, on Thursday um, since we began this uh, full withdrawal of services in January. So, you know, we are trying to take a very measured approach, but unfortunately, um, it's the only thing we have left. That's the only tool we have left in our toolbox is our, is our service, is our work. And so in order to, to maintain pressure, in order to keep uh, the focus on, on what my members feel is important, then we need to withdraw our services so that we can, you know, be out there and say in one voice to this government, you, you need to roll back those cuts. What is the impact on your members in terms of loss of pay and otherwise? Well, I mean, each one of us, whenever we're, we're out for the day, we lose a day's salary. Um, so, you know, when I'm on a picket line, I'm not receiving my salary for that day. Um, so it does have financial impact on them. And, and for some of our members, it's an extreme financial impact. Um, you know, we have members who are, who are single parents. We have members who, you know, both of them are teachers uh, in relationships. And that, that does impact on, on putting food on their own tables. Um, but, you know, we got a 97.1%, you know, strike mandate because they understand. They understand that this is about the long-term health of Ontario's publicly funded education system, which, you know, is world-class. You know, some people have even uh, projected a direct vote to the members, you know, uh, a silent vote. Is that something that you could abide by? A, a silent vote on, well, oh. I mean, we're, we're waiting to get a contract. And once we get a contract, you know, we're more than happy to, to take that to the membership with our recommendation. We're hoping we can get a freely bargained uh, collective agreement. But nothing would happen unilaterally outside of the association. Well, I mean, under the Labour Act, that's not possible. Like, it has to come through the association. Um, just as, you know, when we did a strike vote, every member had the opportunity to, to cast that ballot. We, um, you know, we did electronic voting. Every member had their pin. Every member was able to cast a vote. They were given a period of time to do so. Um, and, and we received a clear mandate doing that. And when the time comes and we have... You know, God willing, soon, and we have a collective agreement to share with them, then they will all be given that same opportunity to, to cast their ballot um, for what we hope is going to be a good deal if we, can, um, if we can get the government to the table and if we can get them listening, um, not only to what we have said, but quite frankly to what the, the public have said. I mean, you know, the recently revealed um, you know, public consultations clearly show but no one was in support of mandatory e-learning. Um, there was virtually no support for that, and there was virtually no support for increased class size either. So for a government that says it, it's for the people and it's listening to the people, well, the people spoke, and yet they still put these regressive policies in place. So when is the uh, next round of bargaining or negotiations at the table or through mediation? We're waiting for, for them to call us back. We stand ready. We'll return, you know, when there's, when there's something new to, to talk about. We're more than happy to be there. Um, it's important to us that we, we negotiate a freely negotiated deal. It's difficult to do 
when you have a government that's you know already passing legislate already passed legislation they already passed regulation around class size which is why we ended up at the labor board with them um but so it's very difficult to to freely bargain when you when you're faced with that on the other side of the table but you know we're still more than happy to be there all right well we're following the story and uh, if anything breaks i'm sure we'll talk again thanks for your time this afternoon i'm sure we will thank you liz stewart president of the ontario english catholic teachers association thanks for listening to the john oakley show podcast be sure to rate review and subscribe for free at apple podcasts google podcasts and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio